0: Welcome to part two. For those of you who made it the first week, welcome back. And for those just coming for the first time, you are in for an amazing adventure into what God has in store for a world fully and completely restored. So those of you who were here last week, who remembers what we talked about? Jesus. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> what it's gonna be like. mm-hmm. for what? The end times, when, when Jesus comes back. Right, but like? the right, but what do we talk about specifically? People, what people will be like, or what the earth will be like? Yeah, people people. Would be yes, yeah, and I do have some quotes from C.S. Lewis that do go deeper into that, and I will share those. But but yes, talked about the restoration of heaven, earth, and everything you hold near and dear to your heart. And there was some misconception I didn't quite clarify. You are not the only one who gets restored. It's also your friends, your family. You get to reconcile with them. You get to have all the wrongs done to you, reconciled and forgiven now of course that is only for people who believe in Jesus and this sermon will give you the opportunity to share with those who not believe in Christ what he is offering so I will start in Matthew 19 chapter er, verses 28 through 29 in The NIV version. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father or mother, wife or children, or fields for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Who remembers what the word renewal means? Those of you who are here. Nobody? Yes. The Garden of Eden talks about, God talks about, the garden of eden in genesis that's what we inherit it's a beautiful thing and we're going to dive into that but before i start that i do need to tell you something that jesus takes very seriously it is in mark chapter 10 verses 14 through 15 in the niv And I'm going to skip just a little bit. But Jesus said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never inherit it. So, all those grown-up thoughts of, earth is boring. Animals aren't going to exist. The ocean disappears. All that stuff that's grown up talk that has no place here. Let your child imagination run wild with everything I'm about to tell you. So, let us now officially begin. Starting in Romans 8, verses 15 through 21 in the Message Translation. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike, What's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. And you know who He is, and we know who we are, Father and children. And we know we're going to get what's coming to us. An unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with Him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with Him. That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. So, clearly, we're not the only ones expecting great things. All of creation is waiting to be restored and made into the way God created to be in the first place. So I want you to think of the secret places you go that you find beautiful or the places you never got to go but have always dreamed of going to. What this verse says is all those secret places, all those special places, get fully and completely restored and made new, and we get to experience those new things for the very first time. So the world you're standing on right now is not destroyed. It's completely and totally renewed. It is your home. God created you for this place. While not necessarily this earth, but he did intend for you to live on earth, ruling and reigning. We'll get more into that in a little bit. Now, it's not just the world around you. It's also animals and creatures If we go to Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 9. Oh, where am I? There we go. In the message translation. The wolf will romp with the lamb, the leopard sleep with the kid. Calf and lion will eat from the same trough, and a little child will tend them. Cow and bear will graze the same pasture, though their calves and cubs will grow up together. The lion will eat straw with the ox. The nursing child will crawl over rattlesnake dens. The toddler stick his hand down the hole of a serpent. Neither animal nor human will hurt or kill on my holy mountain. The whole earth will be brimming with knowing God alive, a living knowledge of God, ocean deep, ocean wide. Clearly, God is talking about when heaven and earth come together, his holy mountain. I want you to think of when a puppy dog wants to play with you or, you know, your favorite animals, the ones you hold dear to your heart, Isaac and Caitlin's cat. You get all back, but they are fully restored. Not only your household pets, but all creatures. So think of the times you play with a puppy. Think what it would be like with a polar bear cub or a wolf pup. Just think of that. No, you need to get excited. Remember, only the child heart inherits the kingdom of God. Remember, no grown-ups allowed. Now, of course, I will go to Revelation because it says... There is no longer any sea. And I'm going to Revelation 21, verses 1 through 4 in the NIV. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice From the throne, saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and He will dwell with them, they will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, there will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Now, when it says there is no longer any sea, Most people believe the ocean just disappears. But many scholars believe that they're referring to the sea of evil in the earth. And that's usually what the sea meant back in those times. Also, if you think about it, the ocean is included in all creation. That's a huge life population of creatures that God has created. Where do they go if there's no ocean? Also, the world can't function without an ocean. It was created at the very beginning. Exactly. So, it's the renewal of all things. And the ocean is, of course, included in that. I also want you to think about animals being partnered with us to do the work God has created us to do. We'll get more into that in a minute. But... Think of all these animals you love and have wanted to see, them helping you do what God created you to do. And I think it would be awesome if we actually spoke their languages, that they don't just speak English, but we actually learn how to speak with them in their own native tongues. (laughs) Well, you see it already in the earth right now, with, you know, see, you know, water parks with the whale shows. Now that's we live in a broken world, and I don't think that's right. But we will get that opportunity in a world made perfect. You also see elephant riders, people who can tend horses, people who, you know, do work with eagles, hunt with eagles. What does a restored eagle look like? Is he bigger? more beautiful uh, it's the renewal of all things and everything's made perfect so what if we actually got to ride eagles we already have giant tortoises and other big animals just think those of you who know lord of the rings salmon frodo ride eagles gandalf rides eagles and tolkien was a christian so bear that in mind too and it's not just animals and creation we get to work in and play in. Heaven comes to earth, therefore the angels are a part of that. What kind of games do angels play? What will they teach us? I can also just imagine playing ultimate frisbee thousands of miles away and just playing across the earth this big game of ultimate frisbee. Just picture that. Well, we'll get into that too. We'll uh, get into that too. It's all in this sermon, don't worry. No. <laughs> so, playing in creation, what it'll be like. I actually want to read a quote from the Chronicles of Narnia, from the last battle. Who here has read the Chronicles of Narnia? Okay. So. It was the unicorn who summed up what everyone was feeling. He stumped his right fore hoof on the ground and neighed and then cried. I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. This is the land I've been looking for all my life, though I never knew it till now. The reason why we love the old Narnia is that it sometimes looked a little bit like this. Come further up, come further in. He shook his mane and sprang forward into a great gallop, a unicorn's gallop, which in our world would have carried him out of sight in a few moments. But now a most strange thing happened. Everyone else began to run and they found to their astonishment that they could keep up with him. The air flew in their faces as if they were driving fast in a car without a windscreen. The country flew past as if they were seeing it from the windows of an express train. Faster and faster they raced, but no one got hot or tired or out of breath as I am right now. Where am I? (laughs) If anyone could run without getting tired, I don't think one would often want to do anything else. So they ran faster and faster till it was more like flying than running. And even the Eagle overhead was going no faster than they. And they went up through winding valley after winding valley And up the steep sides of hills and faster than ever down the other sides, following the river and sometimes crossing it and skimming across mountain lakes as if they were living speedboats. Could you imagine being able to do that? Can't wait. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. And this is C.S. Lewis, he's a sharp guy, he is hardcore Christian. Just think of it. Think of being able to do everything you've ever wanted to do without getting tired, without needing to sleep, without getting hungry, even though there is food in the restored earth. We'll talk about that. But just thinking about that makes my heart race. Just reading that makes my heart race. Now, you might think I'm going overboard or just using my imagination. But do you really think mortal man could come up with a better adventure than God ever could? It's I mean it says it right in Corinthians chapter two verse nine. That it was the, that is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. And no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. So I encourage you to imagine, go crazy with what you think the renewed earth will be like. Do not let your adult mind get in the way of what your child heart has been desiring since your birth. That too. But adult, still adult. I mean, just so that's the oh geez <laughs> yeah uh-huh. so that's the play aspect of the kingdom now what does the work part entail Well, it's very simple. We must simply go to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28 in the NLT version. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So, What do we do? The exact same thing Adam and Eve did. Rule and reign over the earth. Everyone say reign. And I'm not talking about the rain that falls from the sky. I'm talking about when you look at the Pevensey children from the Chronicles of Narnia. They become kings and queens. And they rule over Narnia as it was prophesied that they would. That's exactly what we get to do. You will do everything you were born to do and do everything you've ever desired to do. Wrong phone. Let's go further into that, looking at Revelation 21, cha- verse 2 through 3 in the NLT. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bright, beautifully dress for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne, saying, "Look, God's home is now among His people. He will live with them, and they will be His people. God Himself will be with them." So it's not only the earth we get a part of. Again, we get to be a part of heaven. New things to explore, new things to train in. If you think about the great feast who makes the food <laughs> <laughs> and there's of course music in the kingdom who writes the music who makes the instruments who builds the houses because we know their houses we know the We know c- c- <laughs> we know civil civilization is restored and so think about everything you wanted to do. And for instance, Zeke wants to play drums. Can you imagine what drums are going to sound like on a restored earth? <laughs> what about stories? Listening to stories from the people who lived in those times. And I believe when those stories are told to us, we will see them as if we were there in a vivid sense. It won't just be words. We'll be able to interact with it and see it. And not just the earth, but the entire universe. Because heaven is a part of the universe. And the microscopic world that we can't even see. Diving deep in the deep oceans. All these things will be yours. And the renewed earth has everything for everyone in terms of where you like to live. A city or the country. (laughs) Under the sea. sea, (laughs) (laughs) So, when it talks about city life and living life in the country, we can go to Revelation chapter 22, Verses 1 through 2 in the NLT. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main streets. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No. But I believe, I believe those trees of life are used to restore the earth in, I believe, the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ. Not only that, we get to eat from the tree of life. Could you imagine what the fruit, the tree of life, tastes like Imagine it tasting like a blueberry pie or chocolate or vanilla ice cream. Exactly. If not that, then something much better than these things. But also just going back, think about what food is going to taste like. Though you'll never get hungry, you'll want to eat, you'll want to celebrate, you'll want to have parties and it also talks about the river flowing through the main streets is it a small river more like a creek or a large grand river that is absolutely beautiful and gives life i know for me when i see that river i'm not just gonna simply drink from it very you know quietly and almost holy in this sort of way i'm jumping straight in I wouldn't wait my whole life to jump in the river of life, living water yeah i'm I'm diving straight in <laughs> absolutely now. Alas, I am coming toward the end of this sermon. I wish I could talk about more. There's so much. And if you want to know more, I have a book that this sermon came from. But before I do that, I leave you with a thought. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 18, in the NIV, I will make rivers flow on barren heights And springs within the valleys. I will turn the deserts into pools of water and parched ground into springs. So that's going back to there's country to live in and there are cities to live in, as we'll find in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 4 in the NIV. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated, they will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. I don't want to argue, it says they will. I believe we take part in restoring old ruins and old cities and making them new, along with so many new things. There are places for those who love Narnia. You'll get to live in those places, maybe even help create those places. There are even places for people who love sci fi, Star Wars. Who wants to build a Millennium Falcon and. <laughs> fly in space and And who wants to live in the shire from lord of the rings like sam and frodo i know (laughs) (laughs) these places care paravel i believe we will be able to create these things because god is a never-ending source you think the technology that's been created now is better than what god can think up in a restored earth where we're made perfect and evil can't get in lightsabers blasters (laughs) all of those things that we wish were real will be made new and it'll be fun to play those games (laughs) (laughs) i always used to play jedi with my brother and my sister get the lightsabers and Imagine doing it with real lightsabers and blasters, being able to deflect blaster fire and feel so cool. Just think of the plays that people will create. It'll be a fun competitiveness. And I want to bring it back. Bring it back. Also, just going back, I really want you to get your imagination going. Think of stories being told. New stories created about the overthrow of evil. Because, of course, evil is gone. Satan is cast out of the earth and will be enslaved in hell for eternity and he'll never be able to harm anyone ever again. Just think of the work we'll get to do, that will be an amazing adventure. Think of all the games we'll play, the games we invent. Angels teaching us the games they play. And that it will never end. And there will always be a new event, adventure waiting around the corner. And you will never lose it. You will never feel rushed to get everything done. Everything you've ever wanted to do will be yours on our restored earth, including learning new trades. Like, I want to learn blacksmithing. You could still do that now, though. I really can't because of my health. It's just too much for me. I will, what? I'm too sick to do blacksmithing. I don't have the strength for it. But I've always wanted to learn it. Always wanting to learn woodworking. Can you imagine learning woodworking from Jesus himself? <sighs> or my dad wants to learn to build boats from Noah. Meeting Adam and Eve for the first, meeting Adam and Eve for the first time. Getting to meet the founders of the earth. All these things. Learning to cook. Learning to do art. All these things and creating alongside God.